We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-F. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Friday. And we are back with a brand new, fresh episode of TGIF. Now, of course, we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and what's going on in social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. Now, please welcome my co-host, my lovely co-host. Please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva. Hello, Q. Claudia, you think you grown with your plum lipstick on? That's grown. That's grown women's lipstick. I'm giving y'all. I, I had morning sex today. I'm giving y'all vamp. I bet you got oh. a slip. On, I bet you got a slip on up under your dress. <laughs> grown women's, but that, that's that old church plum. That's right. You already know. You know what it is. Please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. Hey, Al. What's going on, Claudia? Where are you? I'm still in Mexico. Whose credit card you get a hold of? <laughs> okay. don't y'all, don't y'all IRS do people. <laughs> IRS people. Hey, I got y'all PPP money. <laughs> y'all see how they do me? <laughs> she got a new shirt on and went on a vacation. I saw something on Instagram with some forests and some trees and a resort. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, I'm it's just beautiful I'm, here. No, oh, I'm, that is real nice. Uh, where, where are you at? An Airbnb? A villa? <laughs> I'm in a villa. I'm in a villa. I'm in a, a Rosewood property. So a I'm in Rosewood um, Rosewood Hotel property. How yeah. long are you out there for? I'm here until Monday. Okay. All right. All right. My yeah, camera's tripping right now. So we're going to go from the, the high definition back to the, 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 the old laptop. So we're going to get it together. All right. Well, okay. let's. what y'all drinking on tonight, by the way? Um, I had a gentleman call the last night. We we had went to the pool hall and ate again. So I'm not. I I I drank enough last night for the night and tomorrow. So I'm on nothing tonight. Hey, what's going she on with you? You've been having gentlemen callers like every week. <laughs> if you think you lonely now, I'm lonely. It's you know what do the lonely do? At I'm almost Christmas. thinking he's servicing. I almost think if he turning tricks for like, Christmas uh, like, or something. Oh, oh, what like, do they do? What ain't do these, they do? Ain't these Foxhole checks enough for you? Foxhole checks enough? You got to have. I mean, but they can't, hold, they can't hold me at night. You know, I'm not. I, I'm like Bernadine said. I'm not like you, Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You are a mess. All right, y'all. So, so Al, are you drinking? Did you say you drinking? Yeah, I'm having, I'm doing the ghetto wine. I'm doing Chardonnay tonight. Okay. Chardonnay, okay. I drank so much tequila being in here in Mexico. Wow, I bet. I got to take a break because y'all don't want me on tequila. Not with these topics. Oh, Lord. All right, well, let's hop into it. All right, so breaking news. Of course, we saw this coming. Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty on all counts for the shooting death of uh, two Black Lives Matter protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, after the verdict was announced, Judge Bruce Schroeder asked Rittenhouse to be escorted to his office so we could speak to him in private. Mm. Are you surprised about this acquittal? Or what do you think? And what do you think about this? Come to my chamber after this. What do you think? You want to know what's funny? And, and, and I spoke about this earlier today with some friends. I actually feel no ways tired. Like, I, 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 I actually feel nothing. I mean, for, for me, it's another day being Black in America. I mean, we're used to it. Um, my life is not going to skip a beat because he's gotten off. It's unfortunate. 
Um, but this is just another day being black in America. That's yeah, you get a point. Al, what do you think about that? You know, I think the inequity is 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 horrible. Um, I think that this is a miscarriage of justice, but I don't have time to think about that because I have a mod Mari that I need to make sure all eyes are on that case. All everything is on that case. I, I, I don't have time to worry about this young white man that killed those two white guys. I need to make sure that these three white guys that premeditated and killed this black young innocent man jogging gets convicted. So that's where I, that's how I am on the written house. Also, Ahmad Arbery. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know the name you, you just said. Oh, I I probably what did I say? <laughs> Blame it on the tequila. <laughs> you said some other guy. I said, oh. <laughs> Blame it on the tequila. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Nah, you know, I'm seeing people. It's it's funny. It's just like when the OJ brother came, you know, like half of us were like, well, not I won't say half and half, but I'm seeing the the jubilation of the right wing folks, the gun folks, the told you so and all that. And they're really acting like it's about the evidence when it's like, we, it's a lot of coded language. A lot of, we know what you're really trying to say. Um, but you know, it's been frustrating, especially when you have some friends, I have some Republican friends that are just going to ham and they just, one of them called my friend, my girl unhinged because she felt some kind of way about this. Mm. And, you know, just uh, once again, it's, it's, I'm ready to move on as well. Yeah. I'm sick of this yeah. little white boy. And I'm sure he'll be speaking at the Demo- the Republican National Convention. He'll be mm-hmm. speaking at mm-hmm. They're already making him a, a hero in their in their world. Yeah. So, all right. What is going on? Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me Hold get back on. Al, did you see, did you see though Joe Biden's statement in regards? I to saw you. actually you know. It disappointed me a lot. And, and, and I, right. I, I want to say this. And you, granted, I, I, I get what he was saying when he said something. I'm paraphrasing here. He's saying, I, I basically, I have to go with what the jury did. That's the way I do it. Something to that effect. And I get what he was saying. It just adds insult to injury. Just now just wasn't the time, mm-hmm. crazy Joe. Like, like the, the world would have still revolved on its axis had you just stayed quiet. You know what, Q? It's so funny. I saw that on your post. And what I think is super interesting about Joe Biden, I think Joe Biden and Kamala are disconnected on their PR and the optics of their PR. Um, I think they need to do a reassessment because they are not uh, fanning out. This is not looking good for this presidency in the first hundred days. And I think somebody needs to do a readjustment with them. Somebody needs to come in and do some crisis management on how they speak and what they speak, because the consensus across America is that there is, like you stated, some disappointment with the with the presidency, the current presidency. I got to say this. Um, I, emotionally, I agree with both of you. But logically, when you look at the big picture, he is the president. Right now, if he would say and appear that he's taken sides. We would never hear the end of it from the right. They would say mm-hmm. that he's an apologist for this, for, for the wild mobs. You already know how it's going to go. It's like we he's mm-hmm. damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. I do agree, though, that they do need to do a way better job with their messaging. Mm-hmm. And um, they do owe the black community a, a, a bit more than what they've been doing, actually a whole right. lot more. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's been 10 months, but y'all got a lot of goddamn work to do. Right. Of, I, I, I ain't want to gossip, but the people say Joe and Kamala ain't getting along. 
Mm. Well, they said she's she feels like well, they, yeah, I heard that that she supposedly she feels like she's got her kind of her her, her wings clipped. She can't yeah. really do much, and then she's getting the criticism that she's an ineffective vice president. Yeah. Mm. And every mm-hmm. time I put on my Instagram and ask what is she in there doing, y'all want to attack me. And now this, she she even mad because she even though said she ain't doing nothing. So, <laughs> I think I she, mean, I think she's probably a little more aware of the optics than he is because she's getting to hear from from black folks too. Like, what are you doing? Right. We're proud of you. And then and then also white folks are like they they already vilify her at every every chance they can get. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we shall see. It, it also seemed like she was also dulled. Her shine was dulled because, like, they want to make it clear that he's the leader. Yeah. yeah. And she was her For style. Sure. Her For style. sure. All right, y'all. Well, we will definitely keep y'all abreast of that. Um, there's a viral video making rounds on the Internet that shows an NFL player, an ex-NFL player, Zach Stacy, attacking his ex-girlfriend, who also happens to be the mother of his child. Now, the baby can be seen on the couch just a few feet away from uh, from this happening as Zach hits and slams his ex into a television. The TV falls on top of her and the woman's home. It was all happening at the woman's home on Saturday. Thank God she had cameras running. Now, the woman can be heard pleading with Zach as he continuously slaps and throws her around the room. She reportedly called the police immediately after he left and filed a restraining order. Take a look at her video response. I want to say thank you everyone who has continued to support me in this ordeal um he's still not apprehended now it's been reported that zach is now in custody in orange county florida and if he's convicted oh you know he's gonna get convicted and he will get his time it will uh-huh. be up to 15 years uh-huh. behind bars i think that's what pisses us off we know what's gonna happen on this case right right so what are your thoughts on this NFL? Play? Well, they say he's an NFL player. I think he played for five minutes. But what are your thoughts on this player and the domestic violence and the video footage? So, you know, I, I'm going to be the first person to admit that I am not uh, I didn't grow up around domestic violence. I, I, I don't know many people who have been domestically abused in that manner. I don't understand this at all. Like for the life of me, I just don't understand how a man takes a woman and throws her across the room into a TV and then jumps on her and it hits her in the face. I don't know people. I don't think I know people like this. And I don't know in what world this is okay. And the older I get, I I, I try to have compassion for everybody. And I'm just curious to know what his upbringing was that made this type of behavior acceptable for him. I'm gonna um, t- it's just confusing for me. I'm going to tell you this. You probably do know people like this, but you don't know this. A All lot right. of times the biggest abusers and I have friends and it's happened to me as well. They are so charming to everybody else, but behind closed doors, they are different to the person that's in their life. And, um, and, and that's what makes it hard for, for women to be believed. Oh no, he's such a nice guy. Oh, that club promoter. No way. Oh, that DJ. What? That's my boy. And it's hard for us to, to, to believe it, but I, I it, it's Jekyll and Hyde. Right. For a lot of these women, I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure yes. there probably are people in my sphere of influence who are doing this and going through it. I just don't know it, Claudia I, and, and Al. I looked at that video. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I, I, mm. There's the logic in any of it. Al, what do you, what are your thoughts on this video? And, and you know, I, how many times have we seen it, Claudia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, yeah. at our age, 
We've seen three decades of this. We've seen 30 years of this behavior from these uh, professional athletes. And you know what? He, they're going to hang his ass. And I, oh, wait, can I say that? They're going to hang him is all I want to say, because she is a white woman and she has the entire justice system on her side. And from what it looked like, I don't know about you all, but I looked at that apartment or house or what appeared to be a double wide trailer. And we know that he does not have any money to hire a good lawyer. So he's going to be in double trouble. And we also found out that he couldn't even post his bail, which was $10,000 to get on um, to be released on bail. I just this is just an unfortunate situation. I think that men have no right what color you are to treat a woman like that. I'm just tired of seeing this happen to our professional athletes and our professional athletes feeling like it's okay for them to do this. Now, the only thing that I'm super concerned about is you guys remember Ray Rice? Y'all remember Ray Rice and uh, Jaina Palmer? Y'all remember how he beat her tail in that elevator? But what do we read uh, two uh, six months later? The two of them got married and she dropped all the charges. I don't you get know, that. I, I hope this doesn't happen in this case. And when, when you said that we had a video from the lady, I thought that's what it was going to be. One of those. I Oh, but I love him. But the mm-hmm. gag is now nah, he ain't got no money for no lawyer. He ain't got no money for no bail. So we damn sure know he ain't got no money to replace this lady TV. So <laughs> maybe we could just take a GoFundMe real quick and get this lady. <laughs> help TV. him out a little bit. The disturbing part was I saw people online defending this same supposedly she cheated on him. And then that was the reason if she cheated on you, you leave her ass right in that double wide trailer, pay your child support and you distance yourself. You just ruined your life. And you if you're going to think you as a black man and a former athlete will get any kind of grace or any kind of leniency for this. You are sadly mistaken. You will be like Al said, hung out to dry. Do you think that was the first occurrence? Nope. And the way she was talking. The way she was talking to me was someone that's used to it. And she knows if she elevates, he's going to match her energy. So she was trying to be calm to me. That's what I personally, my opinion was. Yeah. 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 You know? All right, y'all quick commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF and uh, hopefully I'll be in high definition when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. Ooh, hot mic, hot mic. (laughs) (laughs) I almost got you. Ooh. Sorry. All right, I'm here with Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Oh, God damn it. And that just would have been the clip that the people needed to hear, child. Oh, Al, right. speaking of, y'all, welcome back. Did you hear about Stevie J and Faith? I'm still I'm here. here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> My camera don't want to let me be great. All right, Stevie J's daughter, uh, Savannah Jordan, oh, is speaking on a claim that Faith Evans had sex with other men in Stevie's house. A fan reached out to Savannah on Instagram and, uh, you know, what she wants to know what Faith, what, wants to know what she had to say, say about Faith allegedly cheating and if she felt it was time for Stevie J to move on. Now, Savannah responded with a shady clip of Faith from the show Drink Champs, where she talked about having sex with multiple guys when she was younger. Um, what are your thoughts on this story? And did y'all ever think that marriage was going to last? I didn't ever think that marriage was going to become a marriage. Um, number one, children need to stay out of grown folks' business. Um, Faith wouldn't be wrong if she go around that girl house and fight her. Okay, because <laughs> once once a child step out of a child's place and get in grown folks' business, in my book, they become grown. Um, secondly, mm-hmm. you know the, the way Stevie J drug Mimi and Jocelyn um, across. The love and hip hop and made Mona rich out of making fools out of them. Um, 
if she did, I don't even care. I don't even care. I agree. I, I feel, are we really feeling bad for Stevie J? Stevie J, are we really feeling bad for Stevie J for what he's done? I used to like Stevie J. I thought he was charismatic and funny as a character far, far away from me. But I don't feel, this is what karma looks like, fellas. You think it's cute to go run through everybody and their mama and their sister and it's funny, no responsibility, not paying child support allegedly. And then guess what? It happens to you. It, it always oh, Wait a minute, Claudia. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold all the way on. Now you and I grew up with Biggie now and he made a whole song about uh, her and Junior Mafia. We know that Tupac and Biggie's beef was basically because of Faith Evans having sex with both of them. Now, don't act like she ain't been slinging the tussy cat for a long time. And so my question irrelevant is, to the case. Wait a minute. No, you said you want you want to you want to talk crap about him and what he's doing with all these different women and you want to call it karma. In this years. particular case, you gotta compare the apples to apples now. The apples is she slings it just as much as he slings it. And she is slinging it now just as much as he's slinging it. Now, if you want my true opinion, and maybe this is the Chardonnay talking, I think the reason why he's mad because he wasn't invited into the bedroom because we know that Stevie J and Faith have a similar relationship as Jada and Will. It's an open marriage and it's alternative. I think the only reason he's really mad is because he wanted to be in that bedroom with Ooh, them. Where you, where you got that tea from? I ain't heard that. So you think Stevie wanted to be with her and the quote-unquote mad other and words that she had come that she well she said that was back in the day not when she was married Do well we listen i i feel like it, 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 i'm gonna be quiet on this one right how now. do we know faith actually cheated and he wasn't lying what well, because she didn't say that it didn't happen she, the whole she, time that the whole time that it was videotaped she didn't say that it didn't happen i mean listen and I, I like Faith's transparency. She's always said, look, this is what it is. I like sex. She said in the video that she's had, look, she's got a couple of men underneath her belt. She slept <laughs> with plenty of men. And in fact, she don't like penis now as much as she used to because of all the men she slept with. Ooh, Al, you just tell that all this lady did. I run it all the way down. When I watch that video, first of all, somebody I felt was high in that video. Okay. Number one. Number two, I feel okay. like she wasn't paying him no mind. She was like, man, boy, bye. She was getting under the covers. She wasn't going to sit there and engage with this man in his rage. He was calling all kinds of bitches and hoes and all kinds of stuff. And she was like, whatever. I like how unbothered she was. And she pulled the covers up over herself. And she's like, I hate you. Like, and let me sleep. Right. She was not trying to go back and forth and defend herself against someone that's in a rage. It's pointless. Mm. I'm team faith. I, I ahead, think, I'm listen, I'm team Faith too, but I'm team let's stay in the truth of what it is. I think that's how they got together because their their lifestyles are even and they feel comfortable with each other. I think the reason why he's upset is because she wasn't forthright about a situation that maybe he wanted to be a part of. In addition, we saw a couple of days later, both of them are doing cartwheels on the beach talking about how great life is. Look, at the end of the day, this could all be a good plot for them coming back on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Just toxic. Toxic. I well, you know. And I thought Faith was classy based. I always thought Faith was above the fray. You know what, what? I'm saying? But girl, boy, oh, I forgot. You in your thirties. You don't remember. You don't remember the true stories around Faith Evan. Faith, Faith ain't no joke. You don't play with Faith. I don't, I don't know her for her works. What's the tea? Faith what? is a Biggie, lovely lady. Junior Mafia. 
Tupac. She had all the Negroes fighting over her. Like that Tootsie Cat head was made of gold. Mm. Child. Well, I think this is karma for Stevie putting that sex tape out with Eve back in the day. How about that? So there you go, put Twitter. <laughs> Since we, well, since you, since, you, since, you, since you're, 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 you're excited, you're since you want to, since you want to allow the past, we gonna allow the past. We twenty years, no, we're gonna go back twenty five years. How about that? Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, y'all. Oklahoma Governor uh, Kevin Stitt commuted the death sentence of Julius Jones on the day he was scheduled to be executed. But now he has life without the possibility of parole. Now, in a statement, uh, Stitt explained that after uh, prayerful consideration and previewing materials presented all si- to all sides of this case, I have determined to commute Julius Jones' sentence to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. Now, Jones has been on death row for nearly 20 years after being convicted for the fatal shooting of Paul Howell during a carjacking in 1999. He was sentenced to death, but at the at the age of 22, but has always maintained his innocence. Now, Kim Kardashian has uh, you know been vocal about this, and she was pushing for the sentence to be commuted uh, after spending time with them. What are your thoughts on this case? And uh, you know, kudos to Kim Kardashian for using her platform to to bring attention. It seems to be working in a way. What do y'all think about this case? Life without mm. parole for someone that another person has admitted. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think the Oklahoma governor's stiff, a stit, it's full of shit. And why am I cursing so much tonight? Sorry, you're full of S-H-I-T. Life imprisonment without the possibility of parole was the only choice that he had because the state of Oklahoma couldn't kill the people by lethal ejection correctly to the point where they tried to kill four or five different inmates with lethal uh, injection in 2014 and 15, and they didn't kill them. In fact, it threw them into cardiac arrest and they lived an hour after the Mm. um, proposed lethal injection. So this governor is not looking out for this young man, Julius Jones. Let's be very clear. He just can't get the correct process to lethally inject the prisoners that he wants dead. I mean, they, they just have this, this, this inability to find the correct drugs. We know from the last three that they tried that the drug didn't work. They figured out that they injected them with the wrong thing. So he couldn't let the guy go off because they can't find the drug, right? They can't, he can't send him to execution because they can't find the right drug. So instead of sending him to execution, they send him to jail with no parole. So don't think he did anything kind. Don't think that that Kim in this case helped in any, well, you know, she definitely has helped. Don't get me wrong on that. But in this case, it was either try to kill him again and be the fifth person that they didn't kill correctly, which is bad optics for the state, or give him life in prison with no whatsoever chance of seeking parole. Here's the thing. It, it definitely is, it is performative. And it is, uh, again, to satisfy uh, another a deeper issue that they cannot get it right in Oklahoma. But um. Mm-hmm. If there was any um, doubt about this man's innocence to sit there and say, without the possibility of parole, how about we're going to revisit with this new evidence? How about we're going to revisit with this new suspect from Oklahoma City that's going around bragging that he was the actual killer? How about there was so many inconsistencies with this case that it's 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 definitely a case that seems to be it needs to be reexamined at the very least. So, yes, why would he he do that? He did get a stay. He he is alive. He is alive now. So we can at least. Use this to uh, for a second chance, but it's not absolutely. It's actually not something worth celebrating just yet until this man gets right. out. Well, uh, I'm gonna say I'm just happy that 
for whatever reason, his sentence got commuted. I, I, um, you know, I don't know where I stand with the death penalty these days. Um, I just think it's a very primitive act. It just reads very King Louis the Third to me, putting people to death. Um, I, I, I like to have a little more faith in humanity, and I get it. There are some people who should be put to death, um, you know, for for super super duper heinous crimes. But it just the, the death penalty to me just seems very primitive. So I, for that reason alone, I'm glad that the brother's still alive. Allegedly, the guy's name is Christopher Jordan of Oklahoma City. I posted this on my story the other day. This, this man has been the one. Let me put it on the camera. Can y'all see it? This man has been the one that has been bragging and claimed that he's the actual shooter in the case. Christopher uh, Jordan of Oklahoma City. Um, so, yeah. It, yeah. The death penalty, it seems like, well, if it's your family member, they did something heinous. That's one thing. There's 1,000 percent evidence. But the problem is, once again, in our judicial system, is just not working the way it should all the way. You know, we can't always if be sure. Gonna, if you're going to use it, though, uh, can you use it correctly? <laughs> like, right. I'm not even trying to be funny, but if you're going to kill people in front of the state, okay, I can mean, you how kill hard them the correctly? Pump? Like, how, how hard, hard is, it? is it to pump them full of bleach? Or for my, right. for I, I, I can kill them or, correctly. Or, I mean, there are stories where... They three separate occasions they did incorrectly try to kill an inmate to the point where it was suffering so bad for close to an hour that the state embarrassed itself and everybody that was there to witness. Yeah, did they apologize to the man? I have no idea, but that's why Julius Jones' mother said, I don't want to go to the state of Oklahoma's execution. And that's why they also had a six year moratorium because they can't get it right. And I agree with her. She doesn't want to go see her her son actually basically hung because he's not injected and it's going to happen correctly. He's just going to sit there and convulse and and slowly die. She's going to watch her son die like they did back in the lynching days. I think they get compared it to. I think they get a kick out of these these uh, botch executions. I think they're experiments. I think they're having fun with it. Like, oh, let's see what happens if we put these. Again. I, I agree. It's, it's, it's 2021. Y'all still don't know how to do. It's not that hard to get right. 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 All right. An attorney representing more than 200 alleged victims in the Astroworld tragedy files a uh, two billion dollar lawsuit against Travis Scott and Drake. Obviously, this case isn't ending anytime soon. What are your thoughts on the new updates and the $2 billion price tag? How many people is it on this thing? Because I'm just trying to figure out how, how that breakdown, how that divide. Now it's 200. There's 280 people involved in this particular lawsuit, but 10 people have died and they have over 100 are allegedly, you know, life uh, threatening um, conditions in hospitals. Well, so. If my math serves me correct, that's uh, only seventy four hundred dollars a person. No, your math is off, Q. It's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two billion, Q, not two million. Oh. Okay, yeah, it was wrong. <laughs> not twenty eight hundred, Q. <laughs> it was my iPhone. My, I got a thirteen. I need to update my iPhone. Claudia, <laughs> would you please give him some brain pills, please? Oh my God! All that talk two about that billion. degree, all that talk about that degree. No, you did not get those numbers right, bro. Look, if, yes, it definitely came from Florida State University. Uh, not too degree. much. Not too much light bright. Not Florida, too much. Florida, Florida. This, this, this whole astral world thing is a sad situation. Uh,
you know, I, 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 I don't know how you justly compensate people for, for loss of life. Um, no price tags ever going to bring these people back. Um, I, I, I don't know, Al. You know, it's just sad uh, that these individuals thought that they were going to make money off the lives of sacrifice and the safety of lives. And that's the part that just invokes rage in me. So I personally feel that I don't feel sorry for Travis Scott in this situation. I don't feel sorry for Live Nation. I don't feel sorry for Houston police. Um, I don't feel sorry for that third party bootleg security company that they hired, that they got them off of Instagram. I think all of their necks should be held on the line for killing these individuals and hospitalizing more than what we know to be 50 people who are barely alive. It's just something that has to happen. I think Travis Scott has to come to the forefront and take accountability and apologize if he wants us to turn the page. If not, hey, I, I would be okay if, if this bankrupts him, if this bankrupts Live Nation, and if it bankrupts everybody else who practice in in. You can't, I just feel like it's not good to sacrifice lives for your feeling of having and being famous and getting the reaction of an audience to make you feel better as an entertainer. You're going to sacrifice people's lives for the feeling and justification that you get, not only as an entertainer, but in your pocket for all those that participated. All of you need to get in line. All of you need to bring your insurance policies and all of you need to bring your checkbooks and write checks and make this wrong a right. I just don't know how much he has control of from that stage. I'm, just, like, I, 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 I'm still confused on what Travis did. If, okay, so let me break it down. Let me break it. I'm going to break it down to you. I'm going to break it down to you, Q. It's almost like if we were, this was his concert that he created. All right. This is his business. Well, this Live is Nation. his enterprise. No, this concert was Travis Scott's concert that Live Nation partnered with him to create for his his family and, you know, his hometown, which is Houston. Right. So you've got to take accountability. That means you can't cut corners in security. You can't cut corners with the Houston Police Department. You can't cut corners in protecting the people that paid $500 to come to your concert. You have a, not only a social responsibility, but as a CEO, you have a whole other side of responsibilities that everything that you sold in that ticket was supposed to be what you sold. And he he sold a safe environment for people to come and witness his concert. And that's exactly 100% something that he did not provide. I I I just I feel like it's more on the uh, yeah he partnered with Live Nation but that's what they do the artist is the artist and the and the and, the, and Live Nation takes care of the business the artist is not taking care of the security and they're not doing I, that I that's highly Travis Scott was sitting in a in a logistics Basically. security meeting yeah. well he needs he to should. he's got a long rap sheet of exciting rage and violence at his concerts. I'm not backing down off of this, guys. We're on the back of 10 people and a little boy that died recently because of their greed and their, their addiction to fame. I'm not going to do it. Sorry. No, we I'm know. Sorry the we, I'm sorry y'all don't understand it, but somebody. No, no, it, it's not that responsibility. we don't. We get that, Al, but it's not that we don't understand. So please, it ain't that we, we're not dumb. Like we, don't, we, we It's not that we don't understand, but it's. 
the artists have people that take care of them. When they partner up with a huge company like a live nation, you would ex- mm-hmm. there's a reasonable expectation that these things are handled. When you hit the stage, you focus on the art, they focus on the business and security, you know? Anyways, okay, we will- we, we, who, who takes we, responsibility, Dan Claudia? Tell me who takes nation. responsibility. Live okay, nation. so uh, Live Nation gotta, also takes responsibility for it, causing the crowd to be rowdy, causing the crowd to come and trample and come to the stage. Live Nation does take responsibility for that too. Just asking. Well, I I don't think that it, I I don't put it all on, I don't put it all on um, Travis Scott. I really don't. Well, we we are, we're we're super late, and I'm about to take responsibility for us being late. We got to go to commercial. We'll be back with more TGIF after. The- Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. All All right. Time to pay some bills. Do you know that even an okay credit score can cost you over a hundred grand over the life of a 30 year home loan? Okay. Well, that's why you should use ScoreMaster before you apply for any loan. ScoreMaster can take a credit score from okay to great super fast. The average user adds 61 points in 20 days or less. Now, recent COVID surges will probably keep uh, interest rates low for now. But adding 61 points to your score can save you thousands on a home loan. But those rates are going to go up soon. So before you apply, visit scoremaster.com where you may add points to your credit score super fast. Then you can maintain and protect your credit score with 24-7 credit monitoring and $1 million in fraud insurance. It only takes minutes to enroll, see your points, get on track to get more points and qualify for the lowest loan rates. Visit scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T to get started today. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with the T when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, this this is not in the script, but we got to talk about this. Uh, did y'all see Damn, the verses? something good. <laughs> <laughs> so there was the verses last night with Shaka Khan. Was it? Or was it a, con- a performance at the Betty Ford Clinic? I'm confused. Whoa, what, why would you say that, Q? Baby, Shaka Khan ass was higher than giraffe pussy at Bush oh, the Tampa Bay, baby. Okay? Oh, no. Shaka was high. And let me tell you something. I want to go there with Shaka. She's one of our elders. And out of respect, I didn't want to tell a story. But baby, we was at the historic Hampton House about four, five, six, seven months ago. And Shaka Khan came down here and performed. I had a front row seat. Baby, Shaka Khan was so goddamn high, okay? She was so high, she did not move one pace to the left or one pace <laughs> to the right. Mama stood right there at that microphone because if she moved, she would have fallen. Now, I'm going to give her this. She a pro get high person because she sang. Now, I give it. Mama looked good and Mama sang. Now, when it was time to hit them high notes, she had this head gesture thing that she did the background and background filled in for. But Shaka Khan was high as all hell last night. And I know some of y'all going to get mad about it because she is an icon. She is one of our elders in this camp. Some people going to find this tasteless and tacky that we talking about it. But I don't make the news, mama. And I damn sure don't supply her with the drugs. She was on that stage. <laughs> she was high. I know Stephanie Mills is mad as hell because she didn't sign up for this. Stephanie Mills said she could have did this with Anita and had a much more decent time than to have to sit there and carry Shaka high ass on that stage. Allegedly. Allegedly. But, you know, at this point in your life, she, she should. She should. 
She should have all the fun she wants to have. She no. don't put in the work, no? <laughs> At a certain point, getting high get old. Like, it, it get, girl, like, girl, Shaka Khan is every bit of almost 70. Like, how much higher are you trying to go? <laughs> <laughs> is she almost 70? Yeah, Shaka Khan is, I, I ain't looked it up, but she's got to be at least 65. Mm. Okay. Claudia, did you see it? I did not. I did uh, not. But I, I will. Not. I want to go see it now. I like Shaka Khan. I like uh, her. I was on a plane with a doctor one time, and he was t- trying to tell all the business. I was like, "This is a violation of HIPAA laws." He was trying to slander, say some Shaka Khan. So I said, "Oh no." She's sixty-eight. She's sixty-eight. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Kevin Hart. This is an interesting casting choice. Kevin Hart is set to play Arnold Jackson, a role made famous by for an ABC special, which they're going to recreate the classic episodes of the iconic 1980s sitcom Different Strokes. (laughs) (laughs) This is funny for multiple reasons. Me and Claudia laughing for the same (laughs) minute. What is it? What is it? They could have got old girl. (laughs) They would say something. <laughs> I'm I, y'all never count me in. They gotta got some. They gotta save a whole lot of money. Mm. They gotta got someone else about fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And a pap smear. And a pap smear. <laughs> some, a- some apple cider vinegar pills. All right, the ninety minute special will also feature a recreation of an episode of another eighty sitcom, The Facts of Life, which was a spinoff from Different Strokes. Do you guys think um, this is the perfect role? For Kevin Hart. Well, you know what? He definitely fits the size requirement. He definitely is <laughs> no. corny. He definitely is corny enough to be t- talking about what you're talking about, Willis. But what I found interesting about this is Damon Wayans is playing Willis. Yes. And so I'm just curious to know what type of different strokes this is. Is this like different strokes after they went to college and got married and had kids and are widowers like because Damon Wayans is like every bit of 50 something so I'm just curious to know you know how this whole thing is going to shake out Al what are your thoughts on this are you here for it or no yeah you know actually I love the different strokes I am here for the remake Um, I'm like you uh, Kevin Hart definitely is the same height and he's funny just like Gary Coleman the thing that threw me off on this particular one is Todd Bridges is still alive and I feel like Todd Bridges it could have been a homage to him to let him play himself instead of uh, Damon they're both around the same age and I just feel like Todd has been working very hard in his sobriety you remember he had a whole host of alcohol and drug uh, alcohol, let's say drug uh, alcohol. And he's been he's been sober for 25 years. I think this would have been a good time to let Todd come back in front of the camera because we know that nowadays he's behind the camera more doing producing. This would have been a great time to pay homage to him and bring him back in front of the camera and let him play himself. That was a, the only thing that I thought was disappointing about this uh, reboot. Do they ever use the original people, though? Don't they always do that? I don't think so. My spirit tells me he'll make a cameo. Right. I hope so. My, yeah. My spirit tells me he'll be the, the mailman, the milkman, mm-hmm. or, or something. He'll he'll make a cameo. 
I like Todd Bridges. I I am um, I'll be here for that. I would love for see to see a cameo with him. And yeah. you know, when you go back and you watch those eighty sitcoms, like the messages, they were like deep back then. Like they they, they tackled some topics where like kids were getting molested. All kinds of stuff was happening on that show. I would love to see Janet slide through there too. Remember, Janet was on different mm-hmm. strokes a couple of episodes. I would love to right. see Janet. That's what she that, sure was. If Janet pop up on that screen, that would be cute. All right. Speaking of cute, Hazel E responded to a troll that told her that she doesn't love herself because of her many cosmetic surgeries. In a lengthy post, Hazel E said, somebody said, I don't love myself. No, I do love myself a lot. I just haven't been able to accept these changes. My post baby body did. She continued with the staph infection I got. I was clearly it was clearly at the hands of others. I would never knowingly put myself in danger for vanity. So cut it with the narrative. 2014 Hazel E is not 2021 Erica. And that's on period. Funky, what are your thoughts? I don't have any. I really, at, at this point, Hazel E is just such a low hanging fruit that for me to go in on her any further about her plastic surgery or her looks would honestly just be abuse at this point. Now, mama says her, her muscles were not attached to her whatever, and that her organs was just flopping all around the place. And that was the reason why she had to have a tummy tuck. I mean, at this point, we don't know what to believe. Um, I'm going to reserve my comments for the next surgery. I'm going to let her have this one since she's trying to make us to believe that this was medically necessary. And I'm just going to reserve going in on her for the next surgery, which (laughs) has probably already been scheduled for six months from now. Okay, Al, if you don't have any thoughts on it, we can move on. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say? Okay. No, nah, I, I don't. Okay. Well, Travis McMichael, the um, Hillb- uh, the white man who shot Ahmaud Arbery, testified uh, during the trial and admitted that Arbery wasn't a threat. Watch this. All right. Didn't brandish any weapons? Uh, no, ma'am. Didn't pull out any guns? No, ma'am. Didn't pull out any knife? No, ma'am. Never reached for anything, did he? Uh, no. He just ran. Yes, he was just running. Uh, do we even need to keep going with this case? Al, what do you think? I, I'm, Claudia, I'm sure you guys saw the picture of all those pastors that were out on that front uh, steps and did that press conference. It gave me goosebumps to see uh, the support that that family is receiving from us and from the, the clergy. Um, I am actually proud of him. I'm, I'm hoping that he stands in this space of honesty and he floats his dad and that bad, bad friend down the river. His dad the whole time during the trial was crying and his mother was also crying as well. I just want to say that it would be great if he just stood up and told the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And it looks like his head is budding to doing that on the right side of justice. Everybody needs to know that our eyes are on this case and they're not going anywhere. We have the same stock in this as Americans as we did with George Floyd. Anything less than a conviction on these three guys is not only a miscarriage, but it's a slap in the face of all people of color. And I'm just I'm just crossing everything, including my eyes, that they do the right thing and put these guys behind bars. Do you think he's remorseful? 
from what I watched, I did watch this and he he I think it's a combination of things. I think he's really seeing how all those people on the lawn and he's hearing the effect that they can't lie their way out of this one. And I think you could tell by his voice and his answer that he 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 wants to do the right thing. McMichael, That's how I interpret it. I, I, I disagree. I didn't think that at all, because that was just under his the, the, the examination with that prosecutor who played. She conducted a clinic on his ass. And there, he also right. he did all that to then turn around and say that. Um, he, and he lied. He lied. He said Ahmaud Arbery was attacking the truck and try to take his gun and all this nonsense. So I don't have any sympathy for him. I think he's full of shit. I think he thinks by being pretending to have a little bit of thoughtfulness in the moment that we're going to say, oh, yeah, you had no choice but to shoot this man who is minding his business jogging. The fact that they continue this narrative that this man was a threat, it's unarmed men in jogging shorts was a threat and you had no other choice. And the prosecutor presented all these other options that he could have done. You could have called, you could have followed him. You could have called the cops. You could have, mm-hmm. you could have, you didn't have to shoot this man. And the injury was so bad that there was nothing they could have done to save this man. So right, I think he's did you, see, did you see this? Did you see this part of the trial? Did you watch this part of the trial? Because this was the part yeah. of the trial that many people are viewing as him doubling back on their original stance. So I'm just hoping that he does the right thing. I hope he continues to be honest about the fact that Aubrey was basically not doing anything wrong. He was not a threat. He did not come after them in any way. That's how I interpret it. Yeah, I, I but, watched that. But then after he went back to, but he attacked my truck. Right. And they do said, y'all, they call- do y'all think in moments like this, that they sit and self-reflect and be like, God, I wish I wasn't Mm -hmm. racist. No, I don't think they say, I don't think they say, if God, I don't think I'm racist. I think they said, oh, we messed up. Like, we really messed up. I think he, I think that entire family knows that they messed up. Like, there's no logical way that you can explain doing what you did to that young man. And I think they're just so used to seeing people that look like them get away with it, especially mm-hmm. where they're from, that they I, I think I, I, I think there's a, a level of arrogance about it. I, I think he thinks, you know, I, I've done I've done enough. They said the dad would have been a worse witness. And this guy was the best witness. Mama, that they had. With we got to go to commercial. Mm-hmm. Mama. Yeah, we about to go. All right. Quick commercial break. We'll be back with the last part of the show. We'll be back with more TJF when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. I see y'all in the chat. 2300. Let's get it to 2500. I see we're growing. We're growing. growing. I'm trying to see some of y'all comments in there. Uh, I have to watch it tomorrow on the replay. All right, y'all. Gorilla Glue. Did y'all see this? I think I sent this. uh, I sent this to some of my friends. Get off my line with this foolishness. Tessica Brown. She's trying to be the next big hot model, uh, hot rapper out there. She's releasing a music track called My Hair, which is a remix of snippets from her original viral TikTok video. Now, Tessica and her team reached out to Nicki Minaj's camp in hopes of getting her on the track after Nicki dropped Tessica's name in her single Fractions. But they never heard back from Nicki's team. First and foremost, have you heard the song? And second, are you surprised that Nikki's team never responded? Girl, Nick, Nikki ain't got time for this nonsense. She's busy doing being a real rapper. What do y'all think about this? Uh, so I have not heard the song. And, you know, <laughs> rappers should truly be offended because rap is like the catch-all bucket for talentless people, right? Uh. Like, everybody wants to run and go be a... They're like, I can't sing, I can't dance, I can't act. Let me go be a rapper. If I was a rapper, I would just be offended by people like Tessica Brown just 
out of nowhere trying to be a rapper. And to think that Nicki Minaj was going to respond and want, well, at least she looked good, baby. Hey, ate out on that picture. Um, to think that Nicki Minaj was going to respond and do a track with you, girl, you 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 just reaching. You, you, you still high off that damn glue. <laughs> Al, what do you think? I get she's happy, like, oh, Nikki mentioned me. She knows who I am. We all know who you right. are, but that don't mean you need to be on a Nikki don't need to lower her brand to be with right. Listen, I, I think I think Tessica Brown is in the right vicinity. All right. She's trying to figure out how to pivot off of the, all of this attention that she's gotten. But this is a complete joke. And if you want my opinion, I would cast this as a mismanagement of an opportunity. What Jessica should have done, she should have tried something four or five months ago. And if she had good people around here to help her, like myself, a brand strategist, I would have had her release at the time when she got all that attention, like maybe a wig glue line. Right. I would have done something like that and build your audience from there. When you got their captive attention, give them something that they know you from and then bridge it, bridge it to your singing career. Instead, she put us all on hiatus for four months and now she wants us to accept her as a singer. And as a consumer of whatever content that we met her at, it's uneven with where she's trying to take us. So this is a no. See, I personally wouldn't trust her with a wig glue line because we already saw how she deals with wig glue maybe the wig right. glue well, no 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 we know that she made the wrong choice but if she offered a right choice we would believe her because she's made the largest mistake she's ever made in her life so reintroducing a wig glue line we would know that it was researched and she did a lot of work i'm her. telling you as a woman that wears some fake hair sometimes i would not purchase wig glue or anything to do with glue for i'll pa- purchase her. the i'll purchase the remover i'm not purchasing well, anything are you gonna are you gonna purchase her streaming of her music tell me no, I, I heard the song and it's terrible. She has no skills in rap. <laughs> so it's a double no. <laughs> but 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 you're right, though. She ha- she should capitalize on this attention with something. But she's not, everyone's not a rapper, like you said. Yeah. Hey, before we go, we have a couple minutes. Thanksgiving is next week. And this is the perfect opportunity for us to spread some holiday cheer and talk about what we're thankful for. Al, kick it off for us. Oh, man. You know, Claudia, I shared with you guys in pre-production that I lost my aunt, my only living aunt on my mother's side on uh, Monday. And I lost my uncle, my only living uncle on my dad's side on Wednesday. So I want to be thankful for God just giving me the opportunity to live every day and live my dreams every day and to spread love and be thankful for all that he has given me because we don't know how long we're going to be around and when it's going to be our time. So I'm going to say thank you. And I also want to thank you. I want to thank you, Claudia. I want to thank you, Q. Thank you for just allowing me to participate with you guys in this, this, this incredible trio and this opportunity to share love and light and laughter to people during COVID. Thank you. And I'm sorry for your loss. I really am. Q. Um, I'm thankful for the peace that I've obtained in my life. I've worked very hard to get it. And I can honestly say that my life is at a very peaceful place. I like my life. I have purposely worked hard to orchestrate this very peaceful, magical, fun, fruitful life that I have. And I don't take it for granted. Um, I love it. And and I'm most thankful for the life that I live. Thank you very much. And, um, Oh, I've got a couple seconds left. I'll just say um, I'm thankful for um, the people in my life. I don't have a lot of family around me. I'm by my, kind of by myself as far as family out here in Texas. So the people in my life who have really showed up and just really been 
just just holding it down and just being just people of great integrity that I can trust, that are kind, that are like-minded, that want to change the world, that want to help others, that want to be good people. I, you don't know how much that that means to me. And um, being healthy, having good skin, having a job, Foxhole, for believing in a sister and giving me not one, two, three opportunities on this network. I appreciate it. I appreciate working with y'all every week. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for watching us. We appreciate the fans so much. Stick around for the house and have a happy Thanksgiving, y'all. We'll see y'all next time.